right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we have a Q&A episode. So sometimes listeners will write me uh, via email or on LinkedIn or something, and sometimes I'll just do an episode answering their questions. If you have a specific question for me, you can email me at investmentbankinginsights at gmail.com. It's in the show notes. But today's question comes from Austin. I recently got an email from Austin, who is a college student recruiting for investment banking. And he asks a question about networking. And rather than respond to him privately, as I usually do when listeners write to me, I ask for his permission to answer his question on the show. Because networking is just one of those things that is just great to learn about. And I thought that you, as a listener, might have a similar question yourself. So much of what we focus on on this show is technical-based education. But please know that I started the show to cover all things related to investment banking and networking is a huge part that we really haven't touched on much yet. We've really only scratched the surface. So I want to get more into this topic and I will definitely have more topics related to networking and other behaviorals in the future as well. So here's the question. Uh, This is from Austin. Quote, hello, my name is Austin. I am an aspiring investment banker and have been having trouble getting responses when I reach out to network. I was hoping you could give me some key tips that have helped you to network. Anything to do and what not to do. Thanks, Austin. End quote. So then I emailed Austin back. I asked him if he could provide an example of what kind of reaching out he's doing so that I could give more helpful feedback. And here's his response with an example. Quote, LinkedIn is where I have been reaching out to people, and my messages consist of an introduction of myself and expressing an interest to learn more about investment banking. And then he gives an example. Quote, hi, my name is Austin. I am a sophomore at, insert name of university, I am majoring in finance with a business analytics concentration. I am interested in learning more about investment banking. I am reaching out to seek advice to greater develop my knowledge. Is this something that... Uh, I think there's a typo here that you would be able to help me with, end quote. I recently decided I'm going to start sending out cold emails as well in hopes I can reach more people. I feel like my message is not ideal, but I am just not sure how to go about perfecting it. Thank you so much for reaching back out, and I look forward to hearing your insights, end quote. Okay, so that was Austin's second message. So first of all, Austin, thank you so much for reaching out, and thank you for listening to the show And being a bit vulnerable here and letting me answer this question publicly, not everyone feels comfortable doing that, but I appreciate you allowing me to help more people here with this response. So let's talk about networking. Networking is about one thing and one thing only, building a relationship with another human being. That's it. That's it. Everything else that I am about to say is a derivative of that or a way to get to that in one form or another. So the lens that you should view networking from is not, quote unquote, I need to do it to get a job, 
or quote unquote, I need to meet as many people as possible or quote unquote, who out there can help me. That is not what it's about. It's about building a relationship. Now, the rest of this episode is going to be specifically about cold emails because you mentioned that. And frankly, cold emails are one of the tactics that people resort to most frequently when networking online. And it's because it's the easiest thing to do, right? And I want to talk about other ways to network in different episodes, but um, there's just so much to say here that I'm just going to talk specifically about cold emails for the next few minutes. So you mentioned, Austin, that you're doing these cold emails and you gave an example of, of what you're sending. So here's the thing. Cold emails are going to have a limited value. I'm just going to be very blunt with you and just say that. They have limited value. Not to say they have zero value. They can have some value. You can do it and there's nothing wrong with doing it. Heck, I've even done it myself. But what you're essentially doing is going to a stranger and saying, hey, look at me. I'm awesome. Do you want to help me? And the thing is, some people will actually help you out out of the kindness of their hearts. And that's great. When people do respond positively, that's a great thing. And you can just go on from there. And that's awesome. You may be able to get an internship or a job that way. Some people cold email and it works. But Face the reality that most people are going to say no, though. And I think that that's a little bit of what you're experiencing now and why you're reaching out. Now, over the years as a podcast host, I've gotten so much spam from people trying to sell me stuff, especially in the podcast or content creator world. And the vast majority of it, I just glance at it for two seconds and then I delete it. Why am I doing that? (laughs) Because it's just not relevant and it doesn't help me meet my objectives as a podcaster. It's just simply not worth my time. In fact, I can almost always tell just from the email that I get that that person on the other end of the message has no idea who I am. They've never listened to a single episode of any of my shows and they really just want to get something from me. So if someone did that to you, if someone approached you in that way, why would you ever pay attention to them? So think about it from that perspective. And therein lies the problem with cold outreach. Sometimes you can be successful with it, though. And I don't just want to talk bad about cold emails, uh, but I just want to be very clear that there's just kind of a lot of negatives there. But I do want to talk about now how you can use cold emails in a more effective way. So here's a couple of things. Number one, know who you're talking to. Who is this person? Why are you reaching out to them specifically? Is it just because they work at an investment bank and they have a title like analyst or associate or vice president listed on their LinkedIn? I'm going to challenge you to go deeper. Where did they go to school? What organizations are they a part of? What other non-banking work experiences have they had in the past? And how many years have they been out of school and been working in the banking industry or at their specific firm? From a simple bio or resume, you can get a lot of information about a person's past experiences and about their career progression. So that's one thing that you can do is Get more aware about who you're reaching out to. 
instead of just a name with a title at a bank. Number two is know exactly what you want out of the conversation or the interaction. So many people just vaguely reach out to other people because they just want to chat or they just want to pick their brain. And these are vague intentions. And these are ones that bankers are not likely to emotionally respond to. I mean, what exactly is it that you're going for? Obviously, yes, it's a job, but what are the intermediate steps between where you are now and getting the job you're looking to go through first? And to help you understand exactly what I mean, some suggestions are things like getting to know the firm the person works for better or getting to know the firm the person used to work for, which can be very valuable info, by the way, which is like helping you understand why they left that firm. Uh, Getting to know what that person's role is like, learning more about how the recruiting process at their firm works, and other things of this nature. You want to go in there with a game plan. What do you want to walk away from the conversation with? It's not going to be a job, right? It's not how that works. No one ever has a coffee chat. And then the other person says, oh my goodness, I'm so impressed. You would be perfect here at our firm. I'm going to call the managing director right now and give you an offer right now. Hold on. Let me get that. Let me get that sent to your email. Like, no, it's not going to happen like that. It is a gradual process of building relationships and getting to know people. So make sure that you're, you know that you're going in there with the intent being, I'm going to walk through the next door in this process. That's what you want to do. And that can look like different things depending on the nature of the conversation. So number two, know exactly what you want out of the conversation. Number three, combine numbers one and two to create more personalized messages that resonates with your target audience. So number one, know who you're talking to. Number two, know exactly what you want out of this conversation. And then number three is merging them together to create the message that might actually get read and might actually get responded to in a positive way. It's exactly like when you meet a new person at a party. Let's imagine you're at a party with your friends, you see someone new across the room and you kind of bump into each other while you're getting a drink. And what do you do? You introduce yourself. Then you let the other person do the same and introduce themselves and you get to know a bit about each other and look for the common ground. If there's no common ground, the relationship usually stops right there. But if there is common ground, it flourishes. And this is something it took me a long time to learn personally. In my prior life, I've mentioned on the show, I worked as an engineer. I was an aerospace engineer for many years. I often worked long hours and I put in a lot of thinking into creating great work. And I was just like, I'm just going to do a great job as I possibly can and people are going to notice me. But this was not enough to get me noticed. I was wrong. My career started to really take off once I understood that the way to get noticed was to find common ground with other people and find ways to help them. So find that common ground and use it as a springboard for your communication. What are some things in this person's background that you can point out or connect with your own experience? It's just like meeting someone in real life and making a new friend. And just to help bring this point home, 
I want to give you an example. I went ahead and wrote out just an example email of what might be a cold outreach if I was to do a cold outreach. And of course, it's not perfect. Nothing is perfect. But I want to give you a sense of where my mind is at and how I'm approaching this. Okay, here it is. Hi, James. I hope you're doing well. My name is Alex, and I'm currently a student at Cornell. I noticed on your profile you used to work as a mechanical engineer and did research on machine design. During my senior year at MIT, I studied machine design too and built a working lathe machine, which was a fun experience. I've noticed that your bank recently closed on the Acme Inc. acquisition in the Industrials Group, which I think is an amazing deal given it's the first of its kind to be advised in your firm's history. I'm curious about your transition to banking from engineering as that's a path I'm walking down as well. If you're open to it, I'd love to schedule a 20-minute call with you to learn more about what that transition looked like. Thank you for your time, and I hope you have a great day. Best, Alex. Okay, so (laughs) that was my uh, example cold outreach. So what did I do there? How is that different from your typical message? Well, there's a couple of lessons. Number one, I introduce myself. Uh, most people do this. It's it's very basic, very standard. Some people just rush through the email and they just immediately start asking for what they want, which is like, whoa, that's a little bit too fast if you don't know that person. Uh, so some people make that mistake, but of course, introduce yourself, right? Just basic common sense. Number two, I drew a connection between the person's work experience and my own, right? Uh, they were They studied mechanical engineering, so did I. That's amazing. Uh, we can we can bond on that, right? Because there's a lot of people that have no idea what, what mechanical engineering even really is. So that kind of establishes a little bit of rapport. And it shows also that I did some research on that person and cared enough to learn about their background. Number three, I then connected that connection with their bank, with their employer, the the employer that I potentially want to work for by discussing a recent deal that they worked on. Now, this specific person that I'm emailing, maybe they didn't work on that deal, but it shows that I care and that I'm paying attention to the moves that that firm is making. I'm paying attention to the business specifically. What are they doing? What moves are they making in the marketplace? And then number four, I asked for something specific and reasonable specific and reasonable. I asked for a 20 minute phone call, which is a reasonable ask. And I was very specific about the time. I'm not asking for an hour of their time or, or an hour and a half of their time. Investment bankers don't have that kind of time to, to talk to you most likely. So, you know, it's just make sure you're, you're being empathetic with how you understand the other person's needs. But obviously, like, you do need to ask for something because if you don't ask, you won't get anything, right? It's just you don't ask, you don't get. It's just the way that you ask should be tactful and and professional if you want to get a positive response or at least increase the probability of you getting a positive response. Number five, I gave them a specific reason for why I am asking for their time. I don't just want to shoot the breeze with them. I want to know about their specific experience because I believe it will help me. 
I'm being very clear about that. I'm not beating around the bush. I'm not dodging it like, hey, maybe we can talk. And then we get in the conversation. And I'm like, hey, can you give me a job? Like, no, you don't, you don't want to do that. The good thing is, even if the coffee chat goes nowhere in terms of me getting a job, if I'm very specific and clear about what I'm trying to do in terms of that specific conversation, I'm probably going to learn something. And I'm probably going to learn something that will help me later. So that's a positive. Think about things in terms of that way. Be curious and be specific. Number six, basic manners. I thank them for their time at the end. Always be gracious. Always be professional. Always be kind. Basic basic human being stuff, right? <laughs> Number seven, I kept the message relatively short. There was a decent amount in there, but I didn't just go on and on. I didn't have run-on sentences. I didn't have like five paragraphs explaining my life story and and why I'm the best, going to be the best banker ever. No, I kept the message short. Being respectful of someone's time is a must. And I don't want to give the other person who's reading that email the work of reading through a long message because that's what you're doing when you give someone a long message. Like you're saying, hey, I want you to take the time to read all of this and then respond to it, which is just not fair to them and it's just not practical. So be succinct enough. So Austin, at this point in the episode, I'm going to have to cut it short because I could could probably spend an entire hour talking about this topic and I will (laughs) in future episodes, but I hope this advice helps. I hope this gives you a sense of how I think about networking in at least in terms of the cold emailing aspect. I'm going to create more episodes on networking where I will cover more aspects since we only have the time to get to cold emailing today. But I hope this is helpful. Thank you so much for the question and good luck with all of your recruiting and, and everything you do. All right, that's all for now. Take care. Bye.